With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's get this weekend started. It's going to be an across-the-nation two-step with Arnie Spanier, Mark Willard. How about this, Arnie? I'll, uh, I can't hear Arnie. Do we have Arnie? <laughs> All right. All right. Somebody go find Arnie. Um, uh, a statement that no one has ever made before. Please, somebody send me some Arnie Spanier because uh, I cannot wait to get his take on this. We've got so much to get to with NBA free agency doing exactly what it always does whenever we get to celebrate the Independence Day of the United States of America. Always, always, what do we get? We get that drama. I bet you can actually think of a time or two you were at a July 4th party. Someone had a TV on in the background, and you said, wait, what? What just went down? And we're about to get that again. All right, let me check in again. Second verse, same as the first. It's going to be a, a Willard and Arnie weekend. I'll lead today. You lead tomorrow night. That work for you? That works for me. I, have to, I get paid by the word, so that, that's fine. That works for me, my friend. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, you good? You ready to go? We all set here? I am ready to roll. It's a busy two hours and so much to get to. Okay, perfect. Let's uh, let's rock and roll because I want to throw this at you. I feel like Jerry Maguire right now, and I know what happened to Jerry Maguire. He got fired. Uh, that, that's what that's what happened to uh, to Jerry Maguire because he walked around in an office, an office that is built like every other office in America, which is built on what making money. That's the idea of business. So it, I, I laugh sometimes when people talk about greed as if they don't go to their job every day because of money. But, Arnie, I do want to ask you this. I feel like we're at a time like never before in terms of where the fan, the fan is being inundated with the idea of 
money yeah. just dripping with greed. And at a certain point, isn't it fair to ask every business, when exactly are you going to think of your customers? So here we've got college football with USC and UCLA heading to the Big Ten. Why? Money. Do we get it? Yes. But where does the fan fit in? Live golf. Some people are worried about it being dirty money in Saudi Arabia. Whatever your thought is on that, it's a lesser product in the world of golf. If the best players in the world, half of them are over here and half of them are over there. The Deshaun Watson contract with the Cleveland Browns. You've got MLB teams tanking across the world. Look at the Oakland A's for example their payroll is the same as it was when they won the World Series in 1989 I don't know Arnie it feels like we're hitting a little bit of a fever pitch on this issue well it's always been about money Mark where do we start let me start with USC and UCLA Um, these school presidents owe it to their universities to make as much money as possible they don't have to go ahead and have a uh, a sentimental sentimental place for the Pac-12 or for the conference they're in right now all their reliance all they're supposed to do is to make money for their university or for their college so I can't really fault UCLA and USC but at the other hand going to a school where I went to, like University of Arizona, this hurts. This stings. I mean, it makes me feel like we're being regulated down like in soccer to a lower league, to these baloney schools. And I hate to say that, but I got to be honest. I mean, I, I don't want to be on the same par as, you know, some of these schools like, I don't know, Texas, San Antonio or UTEP or, it, you know, at one point, Arizona was third in the country behind Oklahoma and Nebraska a long time ago. So part of me is happy because I'm, I'm happy to see these super conferences. But as I would say an analogy, what about the children? What about the other schools left behind? What do we do with all these other scraggler schools that are left in the Pac-12, the Big 12? Do we just throw them out and say, you guys fend for yourself? What, what do we do about all these other schools there, Mark? Well, the first thing I can say is at least we had a moment of levity yesterday. One of the great tweets of the week coming from um, our compadre, Colin Cowherd, who said, why doesn't the Big 12 and the Pac-12 just merge and call it Biggie Pack? <laughs> I, I did think that that, that, was, that was one of the better things that I had heard all week, and at least it gave me some laughter in this. But yeah, man, you're talking to somebody. Uh, I, I, hell, Arnie, I work at the Pac-12 network. I, right. used, to, I, I, I used to do uh, pre and post and sideline for the... The USC Trojans, and it would matter when you were not just playing UCLA. It would matter when you're playing Cal. It would matter when you're playing Oregon. It would matter when you're playing UW, Stanford, Arizona, Arizona State. There's tradition involved in in all of these, and that's where I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Like I know billions of dollars are going to win out over caring for the fan. I understand. That's why I made the Jerry Maguire comparison. What do you get when you try to say, hey, how about a little less money and a little something for the little guys? You get shown the door and you get to bring your goldfish with you. I I understand. I know that's exactly how it goes. So I, I, I don't know what the fix is here. I just know that from the university level to the conference level, there is a way to do this that actually would work not only financially for college football, but also for the fan. It's always been high time to have super conferences. It's always been high time to play it out on the field instead of in boardrooms where people vote. 
It's always been that. And that, I firmly believe, would bring more money to college football. And you could still keep geographic rivalries. What happens to USC fans who would like to travel and watch their team? They've got to go to Wisconsin now every time they want to see someone on the road. I, I just, uh, the, the whole thing has, it's lost its way. You know, Mark, but they, that's exactly what's going to happen. And I, you know what? I think USC is better with that. Do you think USC really cares if they have to go to the Midwest? Do you think they're happy uh, going up to Eugene, Oregon, or Corvallis, or even Seattle, or anything like that? I think they're happy going to the Midwest. I, and I think that's the same thing for UCLA. And certainly the people in the Midwest have no problem coming over to the West Coast. So I, I think I, I think it's going to actually be exciting. But what really hurts is here is that in college football, these super conferences, if you're in the super conference, you have a chance. If you're not in those, what, two or three big conferences now, you have no chance whatsoever. It's not like college basketball where all you have to do is make the tournament and at least you have a chance of winning the whole thing no matter how minute it may be. That chance is now taken away in college football. Arizona, look, like I said, Arizona, we're a major school. Arizona State, that's a major school. Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, these are all major schools and now we're we're treating them like a San Diego State or something like that. It, it's mind-boggling what well, to do from here on out for those schools. you got to be careful, though, because it's not that I don't understand your point. I understand that this is going to be exciting for the end of college football. So uh, once we get to Christmas, college football will be exciting. Is that what you want? Are you sure? Because that's what we've turned college basketball into. We don't care until March. Some would say we've turned the NBA into this. There's more tweet, uh, Twitter love right now going on for the NBA now than there was at any point in the regular season. Because what's exciting in the NBA? The playoffs and free agency. And that's it. You don't care when Charlotte plays Minnesota on a Tuesday night <laughs> in, in December. Nobody cares. It, the, the regular season has been completely rendered meaningless. And 16 teams make the playoffs. And now, actually, if you factor in the play-in tournament, here come four more. And baseball's doing the exact same thing by expanding their playoffs. How engaged are you in the regular season? Here we go, Arnie. It's July. We've got dramatic Rangers-Twins games on the way. If you want to just render your regular season irrelevant, this is the way to do it. But if you want excitement like the NFL has, where every single Sunday and every Monday and every Thursday we are gathered around for the best television product in the world, if you want that, then you better keep – some of your tradition, because that's what's going to get you through September, October, and November. Oh, you know, Mark, forget about that. You can't have it both ways. Forget about tradition. The days of tradition are now over. They're not going to be around anymore. Not with all these changes. Look at the, it started in college basketball when we got rid of the old Big East. Once that was gone, you saw the changes or the writing on the wall. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say keep the tradition and let's welcome new rivalries. There's not enough games in a year to go ahead and do something like like that you'll be lucky if you get to have UCLA and USC every year. Other than that, um, Michigan, Ohio State, you're you're not going to get the old rivalries that we've had for so long. You're going to have to go, especially in these super conferences. And I really think we're we're going to get to the point where there's just going to be like three or four conferences, and there'll be like what 25, 30 teams in each one. That that's where we're headed to right now. Well, but, but that is where we're headed, and I disagree with you that you, that you have to give up tradition in order oh. to do that. Arnie, I said this four years ago, no joke, at least. In fact, it might have been more like five or six. 
Tell me what's wrong with this idea if they had thought of it and if these people had been smart enough to start working on this back at that time. If you had had four super conferences, 16 teams in each one of them, okay? That gives you 64 football teams. That easily covers the powerful teams uh, across the NCAA. And I understand just like the tournament in basketball, when we get to who's number 65, there would be a massive argument. But that's small potatoes compared to what we're dealing with now. The, the, The truth of the matter is, if you had had four super conferences and they were geographically set so that all of the rivalries and the tradition, you might miss a year here or there where USC doesn't play Cal. Okay, fine. But you could keep your geographic rivalries. You could actually have uh, fans across the nation start to start uh, identify more with college football because each super conference is sending people to the playoffs. You have two divisions in each conference. That creates eight total divisions do you see where i'm going no, no, the winner and, and, of that, each the winner of each division plays one another in the first round of a quarterfinal and then the winner of that is the winner of the conference and the four super conference winners off they go to a wonderful location to play their final four and every geographic region in america is represented every single time this is easy. This would have fixed it, but now it's too late. No, and Mark, that would have been fine. And Dan, let's have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, that that sounds good on paper. And I actually enjoy it. That's a good story there. But what you're doing is what about all the (laughs) other teams after 64? What are we going to, you can't just go ahead and say the rest of you. Hey, sorry, but that's just the way it is. You're no longer wanted. We do that now. No, they still have a chance. Like a Rutgers still has a chance because they're in the Big Ten. So as as minute as it may be, they still have a major program. They still have money bringing into the university to help them. They need that football program. You can't just start cutting out football programs and make them insignificant. This is a dangerous situation here, Mark. I think a Rutgers would actually be in the top 64. Arnie, there's only like 100 teams. Okay, and, and that, that's factoring in all of the smaller schools that, you know, Alabama plays every November, for example. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Citadel, right, but Rutgers and the Boise State or, or whatever. Any team that thinks, you know, they've had that one-off sort of like magical potential national championship run, there's room for them there. There's room for them there in a 64-team super conference split across four different conferences set up. There's absolutely room for them. There isn't any more. Right, There's right. absolutely not going to be any. Now you're looking at about 25 teams, Arnie, with what they're setting up now. Right, right. And, and it, it, it's a dangerous precedent to be setting here. Uh, what, what's going to happen to the rest of the Pac-12? Are they going to merge with the Big 12? Uh, you know, you heard that maybe Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado was going to go ahead and go along to the Big 10. That doesn't seem like that's <laughs> possible now. I was hoping Arizona, Arizona State would break off and go to the SEC and let them start creating more of a super conference um, with more teams there. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the next step is, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm with like everybody else. I'm waiting to see what what the next chip is going to fall. 
Well, the first thing I'm going to do is start calling it the Pac-10 again, uh, because as of today, that's exactly what it is. Um, But what do they do next? Very, very good question. We'll get to that. We've got all kinds of NBA free agency, Kyrie, Kevin Durant related as well. Robot umps are on the way. And for whatever reason, the Lakers title odds just took a big shot upward. We'll explore why with Arnie Spanier. It's Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Willard and Arnie Spanier on Fox. Yes, sir. Sports Radio. Hey, what'd you do to our boy Aaron Torres? What'd you do to him? He doesn't like me. I mean, that was, uh, he came off the top rope. I mean, it's like, gosh, out where I am already in the West Coast, it's still the morning. Yeah, yeah. He, you got to wait. He's a, he, it's a holiday weekend. He's and, he's and, an ex. I mean, he came he's, off the top rope on you. I know he's an ex, though. We used to work Saturday nights, and now we don't work Saturday nights anymore. He's an ex, and you know, the, you know sometimes it's not cordial when exes get together, so that's what happens. I mean, he comes on Twitter, and uh, you did something that, you know, just kind of innocuous. You're like, hey, uh, it's like we're on. It's going to be me and Mark Willard. Where should we start? And Aaron responds and says, by turning off your mic and letting Willard do the show solo. Well, you got to understand, you know, when you're the best at the network, no offense to everybody else, people come after you. So I'm number one at the network. That's what happens. You are, Arnie. I mean, you still got that little that little one seed. Next. That's because everybody else has left the network to go to the Big Ten. I want you to know that. But, yes, you are number one Thank at, uh, at the network. You. Yeah, man, where, where do we go from here? And, and, I mean, because you are a Pac-12 guy, because you've yeah. got your Arizona ties, is the best thing to add pieces like – 
I mean, from a basketball perspective, do you get Gonzaga? Do you do Boise State in, in, in football? Or is there a Big 12, Pac-12 merger that, that would be enough, even though there aren't really, I mean, apologies to Oregon and Washington and, and, and whatnot. There aren't any major, major, major brands right, that are available. Right. Um, boy, if you're asking me what's better for all of college football mankind or what's just better for that sub, I'll tell you this. Um, if I'm, if I'm the Pac-12, I've got to do the merger with the Big 12. I've got to go ahead and save it. Uh, that's the only way that both of them could be significant. They did both lose. I mean, you're losing UCLA, USC, Oklahoma, Texas, but you could still be a significant player in college football by merging. You could still be what the third best conference possible if yeah. you go ahead and, and pull that off. If you don't do that, that, um, then it's it's like every man for himself. Then how long is it going to be before Arizona and Arizona State cut out to maybe the SEC or the Big 12? How long before uh, Utah, Colorado cut out? And who knows if Oregon and or Washington don't end up in the uh, Big 10 also. So then you're opening it up to, you know, find your own way. I think they, I think they should merge. What does this look like when we actually get there? You know, and I know that this college football season that's only a couple of months away is not it's not going to happen yet. Um, but 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 when this thing actually happens a couple years from now, at least with regard to USC and UCLA, like what, what does this look like on um, on a given Saturday? Uh, because that's what I always want to know. I, I want to know about the fan experience. And and to me. We've gotten to a spot, and maybe it's just because we're still in the middle of the transition. Uh, the dust will settle at some point, I hope. But this is just confusing. The whole thing is so confusing, and and I think that's a very dangerous word for an entertainment product. And make no mistake, that's what this is. You know, I wonder if there's any rules because you know, I you know, I'm out here in the Northeast. I'm out here in Vermont, and one of the teams is leaving America East, and because they're leaving, the conference voted on them not to participate in the conference tournament when it came to college basketball. I wonder if there's going to be any sanctions put up against UCLA and USC by the other teams in the league saying, you know what, you're ineligible now to win your half of the conference, or you're huh. ineligible for this. I wonder if there's going to be some some penalty to pay for this. I, I think that, that, well, that's a dangerous game at a high level. And, and you know, not to, not to sort of dismiss the America East. But you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 because this is a college football nationwide thing that's going on, um, I, it, like you saw the way most of the schools reacted. They didn't want to take it out on USC and UCLA. They wanted to join them. They right, want, they're like, right. take us with you. <laughs> yeah, but Mark, why, why not just say, you know what, then, if we're going to do this, if you're going to break up, let's not break up after Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, it was like, let's get through yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. and Valentine's Day, and then we'll just break up. If you're going to break up, break up. Why wait two years? If you're going to do it, let's do it now so UCLA and USC can go ahead and get into the Big Ten so the Pac-12 and the Big 12 can start merging and doing that so Oklahoma and Texas can go to the SEC next year. If you're going to do it, let's do it now. Why wait a little bit longer? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know the answer to that with schedules already in place, oh, and the logistical nightmare Mark, that it would stop, cause. But stop no, with that. You but, could do a no, schedule with on, you. Yeah, on a Saturday, but on a Thursday before we saw this during COVID, you could I do know. a schedule like a Wednesday before a Saturday game. 
Well, actually, that is one of the great lies that the NCAA has pulled off for years. My favorite <laughs> example of that. Do you remember the Reggie Bush sanctions and the the, the investigation and everything that went in there uh, to USC? It felt like the process took about a year and a half right. before the whole thing was over. And the infractions committee was like, look, you don't understand. We've got people spread out all over the country. And in order to meet, we got to work this out. we got to figure its way through. And it just takes time arnie and then there were allegations around cam newton two weeks before the national title game and they came up with a decision in 24 hours i i, I was like wait a minute i thought this i thought this was a logistical nightmare i thought uh i i thought you needed time in order to come to these decisions so yes you're right they could fix this overnight um but it, it it's not going to be financially advantageous for them to do that so they won't and that goes back to my original point and and it's a tough one to make because arnie like how many decisions in your life do you make that are not financially advantageous for you Oh, I would say 95% of the decisions I make have to be advantageous financially, whether it's taking a new job or buying a new car, getting a new house or, or buying clothes, food, whatever. You're, you're going to do what's best for you financially, at least most of the time. Most of anybody's going to do something like that. I don't, most I, of the I don't, time. I don't punish presidents of the universities for doing this because, like I said, their job is one thing and one thing only is to put their university in the best light to make the most money um and and keep well, it going and that's exactly what's going on here i get that but let me ask you a question it's summertime you going on any vacations of course okay where are you going maine i went up to maine i went to vegas you went to vegas yes financially advantageous decision <laughs> not this time it wasn't too bad most of the times it's not a uh, good decision so, and why do we do that? Why do we take our families on vacation in the summertime? Because we are willing to put aside sometimes things that are financially advantageous in favor of the human experience. We need to relax. We need to rest. We need to spend time with one another. We need to see new things. All of that. I think that businesses, because running a family is in some ways like running a business, like businesses need to, you need to do that at some point. And there are examples where they do. You know what I mean? Like uh, there, there are discounts there. And now I know that discounts are usually built at, at getting you in and, and spending more money elsewhere. I understand the whole game. But businesses have to look at their customers at some point and say, How's their experience going? And if it's not going well, then you're going to reach a tipping point. And, and, and maybe college football, maybe this is a bad example for that. I don't know. So many areas of the country, they love this so much that it doesn't matter what they do. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, they're going to show up no matter who they're playing. They could just they could sit down and play checkers against one another and probably sell 50,000 tickets. Right. But I'm telling you, you know this. On the West Coast, college football's been teetering already. This ends it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, and not it's only. Over. And, and, and by the way, it does take away now these late West Coast start games that nobody's going to be able to watch with UCLA and USC. I can't talk for about the other Pac-12, but if they merge with the Big 12, maybe we'll get some decent starting times. But no, you're you're absolutely right. Look, there's going to be some interesting games for UCLA and USC. You talk about well, what about the fans of USC? Are they going to travel to the Midwest? Who cares about the fans of USC when they have to go on the road? To be honest with you, and by the way, these. Teams Teams have fans all around the country, so they'll be able to get some people to the stadium. It's always about the home team and how many people can they bring in, not about how many the road team can bring in. So they don't really care about you know how many UCLA and USC will bring out there. But I'm just still worried about the little guy, not even the little guy, the medium range guy. Like I said, what's going to happen totally. to the rest of the Pac-12 and and the Big 12 and and stuff like that? That's what I'm worried about. Look at who we're calling the little guy. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon yeah. is now the little guy. I mean, that's what we're saying. Uh, but 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 that's what it feels like in this moment. All right, we're not we're not done with this. And also coming up next, uh, Lakers title odds soaring. Dot dot dot. Why? Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But here comes Ralph Irvin, and let's find out what is trending. Hello, Ralph. Hello. Ralphie boy. Well, you know what's trending? <laughs> the, Yan- the the Yankees are putting up runs like the Pac-12 is losing teams. So Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, it's uh, New York has uh, been scoring early and often a four-run third, a four-run sixth, and now two runs in the seventh inning, and they have a 10-2 lead over Cleveland still in that seventh inning. Toronto, meanwhile, not enjoying their time at home. Tampa Bay, 6-1 lead over the Jays. That's in the eighth inning. Baltimore, Minnesota is currently in a delay. They're due to rain. Uh, th- so that's what's going on in Major League Baseball right now, except Washington Nationals did exercise options on their GM Mike Rizzo and manager Dave Martinez for next season. So the team may be sold, but the leadership will stay intact. The Cleveland Cavaliers re-signed guard Darius Garland to a five-year max rookie extension. That's worth $231 million. So we're going to worry about the uh, Pac-12 and that breaking up while – Players are signing rookie second-year deals for a quarter of a billion dollars. Jeez. Yeah. Serious money. <laughs> uh, at Wimbledon, France's Elise Cornet shocking the women's top seed Iga Sviantek with a straight set 6-4, 6-2 win, snapping Sviantek's 37-match win streak. 20th seed Amanda Anesimova surprised the 11th seed Coco Gauvin three sets. And on the men's side, Americans Brandon Nakashima and Taylor Fritz move on. But now we send it back. It is Mark Willard. It's Arnie Spaniard. And it is a Fox Sports Saturday. Ralph Irvin, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, Arnie, Lakers yeah. this year, what do you think? What, what do I think who they're going to get or what they have right now? Because uh, you know what? Well, I mean, up, just yeah. what, like, like what do you think about their, uh, you know, their, their chances, their situation? Uh, all of a sudden, bunch of money comes in on the Lakers from a bunch of different places. Their odds to win the title almost get cut in half. And I'm thinking, did something happen that I don't know about? Or is something about to happen that I don't know about? Well, it could be one of two things. First of all, it could be one that one thing that is about to happen, and they're going to get Kyrie, and somehow Westbrook will be gone, and it will be uh, Anthony Davis, it will be, uh, of course, LeBron, and it will be Kyrie. And then at that point, 
point. I'm going to be getting rid of the show today, and I'm going to go out and make a big bet on the Lakers to win the championship if they get Kyrie. That's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, my thing really? is this, Mark. Let me ask you this. If I told you LeBron was going to have the same year that he had last year, but play, let's say, 80 of the 82 games. Suppose I told you Anthony yep. Davis was going to play 75 or 80 games also and have a great year also. And I suppose I told you Russell Westbrook would have a great year and he'll play in 82 games because he's never missing. Um, what would you say? How many wins would you say they would have? Uh, first of all, I, I would I would scream faulty premise. <laughs> I, I, I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean Russell Westbrook's going to have a great year? What, well, like, what are we even talking about? We're talking about people who are not as good as they used to be. Do we not understand that? No, you understand that, but when you start papooing somebody with 18 points a game and seven to eight rebounds, seven to eight assists, five to six offensive rebounds because he averages a half more turnover than everybody else, that's that's when I start getting crazy. When I oh, he's not as good as he used to be. I'll stop crying over that the damn half a turnover. But you won't answer the question because you know that the Lakers would probably win about 55 games and be in contention to win a championship. So all this I ripping mean, on they, Russell they Westbrook. Been- I think it's ridiculous. They, I think it's too much. They, they they would have been in the playoffs. They would not have scared anybody. I tried to say this at the beginning of the year, Arnie, so I can, I can back this. Um, I, I said it a bunch of times. It was about, uh, gosh, I don't know if it was December. It, on my show in the Bay Area, my, I like to call him a technical director, Arnie. I don't like to use the word board op because for some reason there's a negative connotation around that. Uh, there, there's so much more than just operating a board. So the technical director of my show in the Bay Area, he grew up a big Laker fan. Okay, so he loves the Lakers. So we got into the Lakers a little bit, and it was very early. It was like Christmas shortly after that. I'm like, you understand that, like, this is not – there's zero chance this team is top four seed in the West. And at that time, it was like, whoa, you're going out on a – I can't believe you're saying that. And then to have them not even – do you understand how far they missed this? You could oh, but injuries. They didn't get into the play-in tournament, okay? Not because who, of Russell who, Westbrook. Not because of Russell Westbrook. Arnie, he let them in points, rebounds, because, and assists. Because of tons of reasons. Because they are put together poorly. That's why. Like you're telling me, oh, but Anthony got hurt, so you couldn't beat the Spurs. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, fine, there was bad luck. Would you have been a playoff team? Sure. You think you would have competed with the Warriors and the Grizzlies and the Sun? Are you nuts? No. Do you I'm know not- how far away from that they were? No, they, they weren't that far away. That's why, no, they weren't oh, that at all. Matter of fact, if you... Yes, if yes you, they were. If You know, LeBron only played in 50-plus games. Anthony played in 40 games. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, what they had to play. I mean, that's more and, than half and, the games. And could you imagine, so what would happen then if they got Kyrie? Are you telling me they would not be any better? They would be just as bad if they got Kyrie? Oh, let me, let me think. What happened to Kyrie's big-name team last year? Hold on a well, second. he didn't play. What do you want? I my memory bank. Oh, he did did in the end and the fully functional Brooklyn Nets got swept out of the playoffs. You can't turn it on and off. Yeah, go ahead. Listen, uh, Howard Howard Beck told me yesterday, um, Sports Illustrated, the crossover pod, big NBA voice. He told me he's like the the whole league is scared of Kyrie right now. 
Like, they, they don't want anything to do with him. And I guess this is my point. I hear you. I understand. These are great players you're talking about, Arnie. I, I, I'm, not, that, I'm not, that's not lost on me. But what we're talking about here is when you're star chasing as opposed to team building. How many times in a row does that kind of thing not work before you realize it doesn't work? Like we, oh my gosh, what if they if they got Kyrie and and then there's LeBron and LeBron is in his late 30s and we're acting like he's not going to get hurt again and Anthony Davis who apologies like I think is kind of disappointing if you look at his talent level like he should be he should be better he should be healthy more often he should be a better basketball player than he is that is a collection of talent Brooklyn is a collection of talent. The Celtics and the Warriors and the Grizzlies and the Heat, as we found out, these are teams. And that wins. That still, that still wins. As long as you do have some star power, and all of those teams do. You know, you, you talk about having star power. Look, your Golden State Warriors, uh, they, lose, they lose Kevin Durant's no longer on the team. They win a championship. Boston, they don't have Kyrie anymore. They go to the championship. Uh, the better. Pelicans, they look like a pretty good team. They don't have Anthony Davis anymore. Maybe this whole star power that you need these three, the big three, and you need all these star powers, maybe that's a tad bit overrated like you saw working out with Golden State, Boston, and some of the other teams out there. I just I, I think it's got to be the right group, and I'm a big believer in the NBA of teams that have continuity and have been together for a while. So if, if your star power is overwhelming, like let's go back to when LeBron went to Miami. When you've got players like that who are literally all in their primes at the same time, right. yes, sometimes that can be overwhelming. Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Boston, that whole thing. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. But bounce around the league and, and look at the guys who did the let's join up create a big two or a big three and how it went last year clippers how you doing lakers how you doing brooklyn nets how's it going over there um meantime and and even philadelphia like sort of dabbled with this that one's a little bit quirky um but it didn't it didn't get it done and then look at the teams at the top top three seeds in each conference heat celtics bucks suns grizzlies warriors what do you got Stars were drafted there. Well, and I understand that, but and I, and it's it. good. It's good to have continuity. But in case you didn't know this, Mark, and you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um, tell all the people up there in Golden State that's only going to be a one-year rental because the team that's going to win it, you know, who's going to win it next year in the NBA? <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you right now. You can laugh. All you, I'll tell you who's going to win it in the NBA. Dude, Give me a week well, to find I, out. I, I'll tell you wherever Kevin Durant's going to end up. If he goes to Miami, Miami's going to win it. Okay. If he goes to Phoenix, let's, Phoenix let's... is he going to win it? If he goes to the Lakers, the Lakers are going to win it. Let's get into that next, but I will tell you on the way out the door, Arnie, do you think that anybody here in the Bay is worried about your opinion? Because I'm pretty sure you (laughs) called the finals to the Celtics after game one. Don't think I didn't catch that because I caught that. And and so I don't think anybody here is worried about your hoops opinion. Yeah, well, they they should worry about it because that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and you know what? I bet you whatever team he goes to become will become the NBA favorite to win the championship. Uh, momentarily, and those people will lose their money. And I'll tell you why. Uh, coming up next, it's Mark Willard and Arnie Spanier on Fox Sports Radio. 
Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. All right, with Arnie Spanier, it's Mark Willard on a Fox Sports Saturday. Uh, Saturday and it's kind of like, uh, did you ever watch Bob Barker? Price is right when you were uh, when you were younger, Arnie, and you know when they had that little golf putting game, and if you missed the first putt, he would hit the big button, and it was hole in one or two. Do right, you remember that? Right. You ever I, see that? I, what am I favorite? Yeah. What do you? I love. I went to the Price is Right. I love it. It was great. You did? You went? Yeah. Did you get up? No, did you get, they, did you get called no. up? No, I didn't get called up. I that, I thought okay. there was a chance I could, because they asked me more than one question, but no, I I didn't get called up. No, I didn't have that. All right, that's uh, that's too bad. I got a number of friends who, and actually, uh, former Fox Sports Radio host Ryan Field, I believe, has been on stage uh, at the Price Is Right. But but uh, it's uh, it's not one show; it's hit the button two uh, for you and I this weekend. Uh, I look forward to uh, to crashing your party at eight p.m. Pacific, eleven Eastern tomorrow night as well. Yeah, we got Sunday night. Usually, Plank and I, Plank took the Sunday off so he could enjoy the four. Fourth of July weekend, so we'll just hang out and uh, certainly no shortage of topics to get to, no doubt about that. 
So he made a financially disadvantageous decision. <laughs> I made a financially advantageous yes. decision. And that'll have you and I together tomorrow night. And I have no doubt. Uh, and who knows? Maybe something will have gone down by then. But I have no doubt that Kevin Durant's name will come up on that show as well, just like that one uh, it does today. Do you, uh, you honestly believe what you just said? No matter where he goes, no matter what the situation is, no matter what it takes to get him, that team's the NBA favorite next year? Yeah, unless he goes to Sacramento. I don't think he's going to go to the New York Knicks. But, yeah, I think if he went to Miami, they're the favorite. Phoenix, they're the favorite. The Lakers, they're the favorite. Um, the Lakers are not going to give up a LeBron or Anthony Davis, so they'd have to give up Westbrook there. I don't know if he's going to – I pretty much think those are the three front runners. I, 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 maybe the Knicks are a fourth team. I doubt that. But um, I really don't see any other situation for him to go. You know, I really think – and I understand you want to – go with the money but he's under contract you know the Nets paid him 40 million dollars to rehab himself that's a pretty slap in the face if you ask me and it's not just Kevin Durant and I I don't want to be the old guy yelling at the clouds and all that but I mean it's this generation I'm telling you man that they're getting paid an extreme a lot of money out there and yet they still want to get traded they want to go to super teams Um, I I, I think it's kind of crazy I think it's disgusting well, it's interesting because I don't think the Kevin Durant thing feels very much about Brooklyn at all. Um, I know he's been active, as he always is, very, very sensitive guy. So he's active in responding to people on social media and right now um, is saying that, n- that nobody really knows exactly why he made this demand. But this feels, at least the timing of it coming out right after Kyrie Irving opted in after what took place last year. Kevin Durant's 33 years old. He doesn't have right. time for this. Right. He doesn't have time to mess around with, with teammates who might play or might well, talk about a flat earth on, on a given <laughs> Wednesday. He doesn't have time for this. So this, to me, wasn't about Brooklyn. This was about Kyrie. And if Kyrie's going to be there, he'd like to be not. And I, I, I completely support that. You know, he has a house in Miami. That would be a good landing spot for him. But word is, at least the rumors out there, is that he wants to go to Phoenix. That would be a great market for him also. Uh, certainly, it would put them as the number one seed. They were the team with the most wins anyway. Huh. So, you know, that would just put him over the top. And plus, it's, that's not a media market that's going to breathe down your neck. I think he'll be happy in a place like Phoenix. Yeah, may, maybe he would. Although, let me uh, let me ask you this: I think we keep trying in our mind to place Kevin Durant on certain teams and go, "Oh, you add Kevin Durant, boy, that team's going to be great." Are we forgetting what you're going to have to give up? Right. <laughs> what, what does Phoenix give up? Like where? Like who's still on the team when Kevin gets there? Well, is it going to be like a Rudy Gobert trade where you give up like a million first round picks? What a, we're giving away right. what three, four first round picks? I, it's insane. We're giving them away like candy. So I guess if people are taking first round picks just off for him there you know yeah except for who wants first round picks from teams that are going to be great yeah I, I don't want a first round pick from a team that's got kevin durant that's going to be the 28th pick in the draft who needs it <laughs> it's going to be way down so, there you're right about that yeah all right we are uh we are going to get to a little bit more on that coming up next but money is back front and center Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Well, There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. We're doing what we always do this holiday weekend uh, around these parts. No, I don't mean barbecue. I mean we're waiting for Woj and Shams bombs on Twitter. <laughs> Haven't gotten any. We've got some two-way contracts today. Not enough uh, to make it into this show. Mark Willard, Arnie Spanier, Fox Sports Saturday. And while NBA teams are handing out millions and millions to the point of getting up above a billion dollars already in free agency, we started off this show today talking about Money, talking about the money that's being chased in college football with the new super conferences and even brought up examples like Deshaun Watson in the NFL and Live Golf and how right now the product for the fan is becoming something that no one really worries about. Instead, it's television contracts, it's money. Uh, Driving around this morning, I was listening to Jonas Knox, uh, who was on before us. And I thought he made a really interesting point. Uh, This is something I've been thinking about because let's use Live Golf as just an example for a moment, or you can use college football in a super conference if you want as well. The idea of chasing money and whether or not that's dirty, whether it came from a dirty place. The Live Golf players are all accused of accepting dirty Saudi Money And I stopped and I thought to myself, and I've had this thought before, like, have you ever walked through a grocery store and do you stop for a second to think about the brands you're choosing or even the store that you're standing in right. and where the money goes? No, I don't. Unless somebody brings it to my attention, no, I don't go ahead and do that. Matter of fact, people have said that, what, don't the Saudis own like 10% of Uber, but people still take Uber. Um, So, no, I, I don't think about that at all when I'm using the product. I just think it's an incredibly slippery slope, and it, it's, it's sort of... Um, it, it's sort of relevant across 
all platforms right now when we're talking about uh, the, the college football situation, live golf, it's dirty money, except for every product that you buy at a grocery store, every product that you buy uh, at a clothing store. My bet is most of the time that money is going directly to a billionaire or a billion dollar company you totally disagree with. But we do this only in certain spots. The same Browns fans, Arnie, who are screaming about this Deshaun Watson contract and how disgusting it is and the awful message that it sends from the NFL, they're the same people that wore Kareem Hunt jerseys to the game last year. Right, right. Um, But you know what, though, Mark? I mean, if you're trying to make an excuse or give a reason why it's okay then – Uh, to accept the Saudi money. That's all you're really doing. You say, look, you guys spend money on products like that. Uh, Browns fans go ahead and have a a contract to a guy that's not very good. So that means it's okay to take Saudi money. Um, Is that fair? Is that right? Is that apples to apples? Um, If Is that going to make the person feel better? You still have to do what's best for your family. And if they want the money, they want the money. But I don't know if it justifies it because other people do it. It's no, it doesn't just like I don't need everyone else to be right for me to be right. You know what I mean? And I mean, like not be right, more like do right. I I don't think it's like, well, I get to rob a bank because someone else did. No, Uh, you should do the right thing because you should do the right thing. Um, It's 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 for me, it's 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 that simple. However, um, in order to look at this thing objectively, go go back to live golf especially if you're a player, let's say you're a middling player, you're ranked 73rd in the world or whatever. And the PGA Tour is not innocent or perfect here either. And and this money is offered to you to play on an alternate tour. And uh, this is life-changing for you and your family. Are, are you supposed to not do Like, what other job offer do you get where you're like, okay, I think this contract looks wonderful, uh, this is exactly the number I'm looking for. This is going to be a game changer in my family. Uh, before I sign, could you tell me where the money's coming from? Right, right. No, and I understand that. And that's Who why look, you got you to do But you know what? You know where the money's coming from. Everybody knows where the money's coming from. And everybody knows the um, the situation here. So you can't pretend like, hey, you know, I'm just going to go and turn a blind eye to it. If you want to accept the money, fine. So be it. But just know where the money's coming from and why you're doing it. If you want to accept it, I'm okay with it. You know, I understand it, but I'm I'm not going to pretend like I don't know where it comes from, though. You got to do that, Mark. I I guess what I'm more bummed about with Live Golf is the watering down of the product of golf. Right. The same reason right. I'm upset about what USC and UCLA are doing. Am I upset because USC and UCLA found a better financial path for them? No. I'm upset because the product in college football is now going to be worse. Right. The product in golf is worse if half the great players are over here and half of them are over there. The whole point of professional sports in the United States of America is to have the best play the best and let's see who wins? That's like that's the entire point. I mean, it, it, like let's go to the NBA right now. We're all KD, Kyrie. What what if the Lakers and the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets and the Knicks and the Celtics and the Warriors all said, okay, ah, uh, you know what? There's this alternate league in Brazil, right? Right. And right. we're gonna go play there. And now uh, you know the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies. They're gonna stay in the NBA. 
like this is that's just bad for fans and I don't want to be told hey um, this is better for our financial future at a certain point this is the topic that I'm looking for someone to address when are sports going to stop what they're doing right now and think of the customer well, they don't think about the customer. They want the customer, though. Like, when you go up against the NFL, look how many leagues have gone up against the NFL and failed. And by the way, I guess we know the blueprint now to how to go up against the NFL. Just throw a boatload of money. Could you imagine if the Saudis opened up, like, a league to go up against the NFL, and they went up to somebody like, let's say, Tom Brady, and they said to Tom Brady, yeah. we'll give you $50 million for one year. We'll give you $75 million for one year. Or if they went to somebody like Tyreek Hill, who's in his prime, it seems like he's about the money. He'll take what? If we said, we'll give you $50 million, um a year for two years, $100 million to play, I think he may go. So, you know, just throw the money he out may there. Go. Yeah, you're, you're, your Tom Brady offer wasn't good enough, by the way. Really? Uh, really? Like, as I'm saying, well, if I'm Tom, yeah. what is Tom making now? What, what, what does he make per year? 30, 35, 40? Yeah. All right, how okay, about 100 so million gonna, for gonna, one year? You're okay now. Now we're getting somewhere. You know these golfers. <laughs> these golfers all got nine figures. The good ones, the the, the great wow. players that we're talking about, the Kepka, wow. DJ. This is nine figures just to go. That's before wow. anything they make in tournaments. What did DJ get? I think he got a hundred and fifty million dollars, maybe more. Um, Tiger Woods was offered, my understanding, north of five hundred million dollars wow. to go. Wow! And said. Hell no. So here's the other thing that came out of this. Here's one other thing that I want to get that's come out of Live Golf, and I love this. Because for my whole life, I've looked at sports contracts, and we all get jealous, and we go, wow, you get to play a kid's game and and make this kind of money. And uh, But I've always wondered if a player, and let's take Kevin Durant right now, okay? If, if Kevin Durant, let's say he really wanted to play for the Miami Heat. Right. And let's say he was a free agent. And the Heat said, well, we'll pay you. Well, sorry, we got cap issues. We'll pay you $40 million a year. Okay? And, and, and then there was the Phoenix Suns, and they're like, well, we're ready to max you out. So we'll do $50 million a year. I always watch the athlete take the extra $10 mil. It's not an and extra I $10 understand mil, the math. Yeah. It's well, whatever it is, I know state taxes, and then there's this, that, and then the age, and the other. It's not even you're, you're lucky if you're getting forty five cents on the dollar. So it's it's really four point five million. But go ahead. Okay, but whatever it doesn't. The, what the point is is that you're talking about a yes, a lot of money, but b you're talking about nothing in terms of the change in Kevin's life. So I've always wondered how come nobody just goes where they want to go. And I finally, in this live golf thing, there was finally an athlete, and it was John Rahm, of all people, who said the quote I've been waiting for an athlete to say. And he said, and I don't know what the offer was, but for some reason the number came up as $400 million. And mm. so live golf, whatever they offered John, he, he was honest about it. He goes, I went to my wife. And I said, they're offering us $400 million to go play. Wow. And she's like, well, what, where do you want to play? He says, well, I want to play on the PGA Tour. He goes, so we had a conversation, and we asked ourselves, how would $400 million change our lives? Hmm. They looked at each other and went, not at all. Okay, so we're right. staying. 
poof, wow. on we go. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like how if when you can already fly to Paris for dinner, Arnie, right, you can right. fly to Paris for dinner. Another billion doesn't mean you can fly any faster. Yeah, but you know what, though? You still see billionaires that still work every day. I mean, you still see the Warren Buffett's out there going to work and doing what he's doing and not spending any money. And, you know, completely different than I would act. If I had billions of dollars, I'd I'd be on some island. You would never hear from me again. So, you know, each person's different on what they want to do there, Mark. Jeez. I mean, that's that's what we think, but I don't know. We haven't walked in, in those shoes yet, no, Arnie, no, yet. That's for sure, in those yeah. shoes, but. But 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 so I don't know how I would act when I got there. But I've always wondered that. I mean, we are we like living the life we live. You're about you know bottom line. Let's get from one month to the next, or one year to the next, or whatever. Um, but th- there, there's also something that's wrapped into it. Like I could go back to the thing I said about going on vacation. Why would you ever go on vacation? It's a bad bet. It's a terrible financial Investment. endeavor, yeah. but you, but you do it for the experience. And if, and if, if someone like Kevin Durant, who clearly is always searching for the right experience, it's like, my man, just go get the experience, forget the money. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's looking like you always say the grass is always greener, though, you know, going to your vacation um, analogy there, some people could say you're investing in your vacation, it helps you investing in your health, would make you live longer so you could make more money when it's uh, all said okay. and done at the end, something like that. I guess you could look at it that way also. Uh, sure, I, I, I get that. Uh, but but by the same token, I, I just, I, I circle back to um, uh, the experience of the customer and and so if there's an investment in your mental health by going on vacation wouldn't you say as a sports league it is an investment in your future Mm -hmm. to take care of your customers at some point well, look, I don't know how many people are going to watch this. I guess some of the numbers were inflated on the Live Golf. That At least that's what some of the people were talking about. Uh, to me, it really doesn't make much of a difference. I'm not that much of a golf watcher. If Tiger's leading, I don't care if Tiger's leading on the PGA, if he's leading on the Live thing, if he's leading in a one-man uh, showcase against somebody else, if he's playing Tom Brady, it doesn't make a difference. I want to watch Tiger, but there's not too many golfers that are going to move the needle like him. All right, uh, still ahead, uh, the one man who could save the Pac-12. I just read something interesting that, Arnie, ooh, I think ooh. you'll really be into. Plus, plus, uh, Robot Umps, uh, Rob Manfred, finally <laughs> puts a date on it. So that is around the corner as well with Arnie Spanier. It's Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. With Arnie Spanier, it's Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Mark, yay or nay on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? You into you into that or no? It's kind of a nay. Um, oh. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like offended by it. Um, but and I am pro hot dog. I would like to say I do not want to get into the conversation about whether or not it's a sandwich. Um, that's that's plenty played out. I just. Like watching it, yeah. How can it not turn your stomach a it little does. bit? I mean, it does. It does. It's, it's it, gross. Like it does. It does turn your stomach like, like that. I mean, they're not even really hot dogs. Like, do it this with even one. Like, go to a restaurant or wherever you know a friend's barbecue this weekend, and you get the barbecue going in the backyard, right? And somebody's making uh, burgers and dogs, and they come out with the plate. They're ready to go. They're like, "Which one do you want?" You're like, "Oh, I'll take a hot dog." And you grab the hot dog, and you're like, oh, uh, do, you have, uh, do you have ketchup? Do you have mustard? Do you have relish? Do you have a bucket of water that I could <laughs> stick it in? You gross! know, the, like, had, there's the professional leaders, Mark, that, you know, you don't have to just eat the hot dogs. You can eat, like, 10 pounds of pasta, wings. Um, I mean, there's, uh, there's records for all kinds of stuff. That If we're going to sure. do spaghetti with meat sauce, I could be the king of that. I could sit down You're and eat in. that all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, you know what I want? Yeah. Uh, the world is into sports documentaries now, right? 30 yeah. for 30, whatever. Right, right. Can right. we get the documentary on what the next 72 hours are like for the people after they do this? Oh, that's. I would love to see that because you never notice when. I mean, well, obviously, they're just on the toilet, I guess, the whole time. That's when they got to be. I mean, it it's, must be horrible. It has got to be. It has got to be awful. Think about what how you feel after you go to In and Out. Oh. And just have one. Like, I, I mean, 70-something hot dogs. And you got the food sweats. You want to take a nap. I want to take I a mean, nap for like two, three hours. If I eat that much, I might nap for like seriously. a month and a half. Jeez. Seriously. You get a football Sunday and you're like, we're getting donuts in the morning and pizza for lunch. You're out by 3 o'clock. <laughs> These people are doing it 72 times or whatever it is. Uh, uh, um, and, they, and they practice leading up to that, Mark. And it's like once a week they'll start practicing to. to get into shape, you know? You have to. Can I share a quick story with yeah, you? Yeah, sir? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. The fraternity that I was in in college uh, used to do a little contest. Uh, I went to uh, Cal Poly in the Central Coast in California, and they had uh, we had a contest. There was a restaurant that's no longer with us uh, down by the beach called the Pier Side Cafe, and they had something called the Pier Pounder. And you, you like it was a fun thing that people would go do together. Like, can you finish the Pier Pounder? And if you could. 
then you got your name on the wall in, inside the restaurant. And what the Pier Pounder was, was a pound of meat, a pound of bread, and a oh. pound of French fries. It's the pound so of bread that gets you, you know? Jeez. Yes, so it would, you'd, get, you'd get basically a plate that would have a pound of French fries and then a big, long submarine that would have four-quarter-pound beef patties Ugh. on a massive submarine roll, right? Ugh. And I know a lot of people, especially dudes, like, you hear that. It sounds like a lot, but you're like, nah, if I was hungry, I could do it. <laughs> so, no, you can't. Uh, the answer is no, you can't. It's unbelievably difficult, but we had one guy in our friend group who... <laughs> Who every year we'd go do this and people would be falling off, people would be giving up, people would be running to the restroom. And this guy's sitting there with a napkin in his shirt, smiling, and he would finish it every time. And he'd order a salad first and then order ice cream for dessert. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Then we get to the and Diet the key, Coke also. <laughs> it, I mean, it was unbelievable. He'd just sit there and laugh at everyone and we're like, what is going on? And he finally shared. He goes, whenever we go do this, I train for a couple days. Yeah. And we're like, train? What does that mean? You got to eat like crazy to expand your stomach. Because most yep. people do the yep. opposite. They're like, I'm not exactly. going to eat all day and I'll be starving. Yep. You got no shot. Yep. This guy would be pounding stuff for three days leading up to it. And he had no problem at all. So what do you think Joey Chestnut's doing right now to get ready? I think he, well, I don't think right before, you know, I think right now he's uh, just being steady. You know, he's just doing his normal routine. I think the days of training is too late now. I guess he's hurt, right? Is he on crutches or something like that? I don't know if that's going to affect him. <laughs> is, there, is there an injured list for this? Is there, like you, what, what are you, wait a minute. Oh, sorry, Joey's out. He's, uh, he's on yeah, crutches. He's, <laughs> But he's gonna I, I, game. I mean, he's seriously. gonna game through, Mark. He's he's gonna uh, game man. through. It affects the I'd betting line. What. The betting line, I think, is like seventy-five and a half or something like that. For I Joey thought it was Chestnut. seventy-four and a half. Someone okay, asked whatever, me, and I said, yeah. "Take." The, I'll take the under. Yeah. I'll take the under. Yeah, he's hurt. He's uh, hurt. And so <laughs> he's hurt. you know, but but congrats to him, man. Playing through injury, uh, I, you know. He's not him. like some NBA player with this <laughs> load management. He's not He's not managing his load at all, actually, no, at this point. No. He's not going to miss, oh crutches gosh. or not. He's going to go ahead and, and muscle are, through it, my friend. <laughs> are, are you into it? Will you watch it live? I don't know that I've ever – I, I watch no. the highlights. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch the whole thing live. I, I won't watch the whole thing live. It, it gets a little grotesque for me, and it's not – you know, I enjoy seeing the, just the little clips and the highlights, and uh, but it's a little too much for me. The, the just it, It's just too and, messy, too crazy, you know? And you're a man. I've watched you eat a hot dog, yeah. and, and you don't you don't uh, you, you don't hesitate. I still remember. Yeah. I wonder if you even remember this. The first time I met you was when the Lakers were playing the Nets in the NBA Finals. And do you remember the media seat that we got? You had to go through about four different elevators and then walk through these little pathways. We were so high up in the rafters. <laughs> Like we're literally getting our, 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 our the tops of our heads are getting tickled by the ceiling uh, in, uh, it, it, you know, out there at the home of the New Jersey Nets. And uh, for some reason, I have this visual of sitting next to you up there and you just absolutely attacking a hot dog that had every <laughs> topping that hot dogs have. Well, you got to eat, Mark, when you're on the road doing such hard yes, work like that. You got to go ahead and keep healthy and keep on going. So, yeah, we don't get good Gosh. seats when we one year I went on the road with no. the Lakers. You don't get good seats when you uh, when you go on the road. 
No, no. Actually, nobody gets good seats anymore. No. Hell, they get the play-by-play people now sitting up high <laughs> in, uh, in, in some arenas. But uh, anyway, um, still, uh, still plenty uh, to, to, uh, to get to uh, with all of this, the NBA free agency, the money we've been talking about. Uh, John Canzano, who is a good writer up in, uh, in Oregon, Pac-12 country, yeah. he threw out an interesting article. I want to run this by you. You want to know who he says? He makes a really compelling point. You know who could save this whole thing? Phil Knight. Ooh, okay. How's he going to do Phil that? Knight. What's he going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, here, here's the idea. Phil Knight, obviously, uh, when you're talking about the financial resources, right, but right. you're also talking about the relationship resources, the ability to push some leverage buttons when it comes to uh, college football and, and, and where the money gets diverted and all of that. And so, as we said, a lot of the teams remaining in the Pac-12 didn't say, hey, USC and UCLA, what are you doing? They said, hey, take us with you. Right. Um, and, and really, whether or not the Pac-12 survives probably comes down to Oregon and Washington. Do they want to leave or do they want to become the standard bearers for a conference that then builds uh, by acquiring other teams, maybe from the Pac-12? And so it'll come down at age 84 to whether or not Phil Knight cares enough to save the conference because he probably has the power to do it. In what way? Like give, uh, give them money or help them with television revenue? Or well, uh, what, what exactly? Again, yeah, what, what, what can he do? I I'm mean, not sure. You're, you're talking about a guy who uh, easily um, can put together the, the financial and relationship resources through all of the Nike sponsorships and whatnot to probably swing the big-time Big 12 teams that are still left to come in their direction and build Conference 3. It wouldn't be one. It wouldn't be two. There's no chance on that. But it could still be very good. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're rocking uh, the, the Oklahoma States and Oregon and, and, and Washington, and I, I just I feel like there's enough there. It's not great, uh, but there's enough there, and, and he's probably the guy who could make that happen well, both with the financial backing and the resources because of his company. They really don't need him, uh, financial backing or not. Uh, they're going to go ahead and probably merge together anyway. Um, I would think that that's the natural fit for the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Then they'll go ahead and have their own network, and you'll get the share of the money that comes from those two merging out there. I don't think Phil Knight is just going to say, let me throw in an extra 100 or $200 million. If anything, he's going to give his money to Oregon. That's you know where his heart's at, not to the other teams uh, that are coming into the conference. So uh, I think that's what's going to happen anyway. We just don't need Phil Knight to facilitate it. Wow. We'll have somebody go ahead and, and bring it in. I think that's the next step for the Pac-12. Anyway, well, the point is, is you got the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and in order for one to survive, the other one probably needs to fall. And so, which one is going to be the one that survives? If Phil Knight comes to the table with his his relationships with ESPN, for example, because they're going to need a television network to back this whole thing, and and if Phil Knight comes to the table and says, "I really want Oregon to stay. I want them right. to be in the Pac-12. Right. ESPN, let's get on board. Let's go get what's remaining in the Big 12. Bring them over here. Build up Super Conference Number Three. It would help." stabilize the situation that's kind of the point and i i agree with it 
No, I mean, I mean, hopefully that will work out. I don't see that, though. I could see, I mean, you hear about the rumors getting stronger about Oregon and Washington, or at least just Oregon, wanting to go over to the Big Ten. And what really the key is, and nobody's talking about, it, is Arizona, Arizona State. I mean, geog- geography-wise, they can go to the Big 12. Is the SEC going to expand, or they're done expanding? That's it? No more for them other than Oklahoma and Texas? They're not interested in Arizona, Arizona State? You know, granted, they're not going to bring in as much money, but that's just adding two more decent teams to your conference, at least somewhat decent teams on paper. Um, I know Arizona had a horrible year, but, I mean, typically they're not that bad. So, I mean, are you going to bring in more teams? Then you're thinking about bringing them in. You're going to destroy yeah. the Pac-12 one by one. And what about Utah, Colorado? They could easily end up going to the Big Ten and save their own neck. So I don't know if you can save the Pac-12 right now. Well, I mean, what's Utah and Colorado going to be in the Big Ten? You know, there's a $1 billion deal from Fox that's a part of that. They haven't been invited. Right, you know what I mean? Right, I think like right. Oregon, Washington, you know this. Arizona, Arizona State, they made that call. And the Big Ten said, no, not right now. We're, right. You're, you're not invited to our party. So uh, maybe they need to create their own party, and he could be a big piece of the whole thing. Um, robot umps still on the table <laughs> because here they come. What could the problems be, or is that the big fix? Uh, that and much more still around the corner. But right now, Ralph Irvin pops in here with what is trending. Ralph, do your darn thing, my man. What's going on? Well, we, we, we've seen all sorts of nonsense like uh, infielders pitching, and that led to the Yankees getting a couple of home runs in the top of the ninth. Matt Carpenter, a second home run. Jose Trevino, a home run. They have a 13-4 lead over Cleveland now, headed to the bottom of the ninth inning, and it'll be Ryan Weber uh, coming in to throw, who, again, Looks like uh, he's just throwing uh, batting practice. Meatballs. But uh, they do have a second game coming up later today, so there is a reason to save that pitching. Uh, Tampa Bay was a 6-2 winner over Toronto, snapping a four-game losing streak for the Rays. They also will play a second game of a doubleheader. That will be at 6 o'clock Eastern time. They are on the field in Minneapolis after a one-hour rain delay. Baltimore and the Twins scoreless. They're in the second inning. Cleveland Cavaliers re-signing guard Darius Garland to a five-year max rookie extension. France's Elise Cornet shocking the top seed in the Wimbledon's women's field. That is Inga Sviantek, 6'4", 6'2". You're welcome. Snapping (laughs) Sviantek's 37-match win streak. And right now, uh, Nick Kyrgios is uh, leading Stefano Sissipia. Sisipas, excuse me, uh, seven six six four six three. It's three three in the fourth set. So, yeah, you're Shviant- allowed to you're allowed two tries on all tennis names, Ralph. Don't worry. Sviantek <laughs> and Sisipas are uh, dominating my headlines today, but uh, that's yeah, what's yeah. going on. And so far, the Pac-12 still remains at ten teams. So it's it's a winning day for uh, the folks in San Francisco. So we By said- the way, here's the other. This is the other real tip here with regard to tennis names and things like that. Just say them however you want. No one's going to know if you mess exactly. them up anyway. Exactly. That's what no I was No one's going to know. Yeah. No one's going to know. Um, all right. There it is. Ralph Irvin. Thank you, my friend. You Appreciate that. Out. With Arnie Spanier, it's uh, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio on a Fox Sports Saturday. Uh, speaking of commissioners everybody hates, how about if we talk about Rob Manfred for a second? Okay, yeah, Arnie? Ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead. So he says 2024 is where we're tracking, and that's when we are getting, and they won't call them robot umps, but that's when we're going to get um, an electronic answer for balls and strikes. First and foremost, 
What do you think about that? I love it. I absolutely love it because it's one of the hardest things to call. It seems like every umpire has a different strike zone out there. The old days of what it was, on the the armpits to the knees, that is old school. There's no more armpits Ah. to the knees. That doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) And, Mark, have you ever seen that robot that shoots the ball? Somebody invented that robot that um, it shoots the ball from all over the court and it makes it. It seems like, I don't know, over 95% of the time it's just automatic. Automatic every time, three-point range, foul shooting, no, no matter where. So I think having artificial intelligence calling strikes and balls and strikes is is, is the next wave, and I, I think it's going to be great for the game, and we won't have any argument. I mean, what are you going to do, take the bat and hit a robot? It won't be a robot behind the thing there. But, um, it's, it's, it, at least you know be, yeah, you get the calls There'll still be a guy. Right. There'll, still yeah. be, there'll, there'll still be somebody back there. Um, uh, the difference is, is they're just going to have uh, something right. in their ear or whatever that tells them call it a ball or call it a strike so okay a couple concerns let me be devil's advocate for a second because by and large by and large i am pro replay i am pro get right so and that goes across all sports but a couple concerns first of all awkward pauses they're not good in our business right and i don't think they're good in baseball either so how quickly does the umpire get the information that it's a ball or a strike and then therefore pass it along. I understand we got the technology to nail it pretty fast, but how quick are the umpires going to be or is it going to look like a rain delay back there while we're waiting for, you know, how many times does the catcher throw it back to the pitcher and then all of a sudden, oh, yes, it's a strike. Is it like, what, what about an awkward pause? Is this it, going to be a problem? It only The awkward pause is only going to matter on a steal, right? I guess that's the only thing. You don't know if you're going to throw it down if it was ball four or if it was like strike one or strike two or something like that. So that's the only thing I think that could maybe affect the game. Game, but I think it's pretty, you know, pretty close to it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, now we have the whistle in the NBA where you blow it, it stops the clock immediately, automatically. So I think you could relay the information pretty quick. I don't think that's going to be that much of a of a factor. Next concern, and actually, this might be the biggest one. Uh, in the major leagues, I don't know if you know this, but they throw dirty breaking stuff, Arnie. Dirty yes. breaking stuff. Right, right. If you're actually talking about the mathematics, the geometry, if you will, of when, let's say, a Clayton Kershaw curveball hits the front of the plate, I've watched this. There are many, many times where that curveball hits the front of the plate in the strike zone. By the time it gets to the catcher, it's barely above the ground. Now, we know that to be a ball. That's that's just if you're watching a ball game, yeah. that ball that's caught right down there on the dirt is always called a ball. And I think we want that to be a ball. I think it kind of should be a ball. However, there is going to have to be sort of a geometric adjustment that right. either right. the game right. or the fans make. Because the machine is going to tell you that that's a strike. Well, it depends, again, how you're going to program it. Are you going to program it where it says uh, if the ball's in the majority of the strike zone for more than two seconds, then it's a strike? I, I mean, I don't know how they're going to program it, but that that seems like an easy fix, Mark. That doesn't seem like it's going to be much of a problem on the curve or the breaking ball or anything like that. You know what ruined this for me and, and why, in the end, I, I, I guess I'm going to lean toward automatic or electronic umpiring what ruined it for me is that darn box on the tv screen (laughs) 
because I never, you know what I mean? Like, I don't expect another human being to be able to tell me that a 101 mile an hour fastball right, right. hit a tiny little, like, I, there is some leeway. I, like, sure, ump, did you think that was a strike? You know, I, uh, right? You're not going to be perfect every time on that. But, but as viewers, when we watch it now, if that ball is one tick outside that box on the TV screen, we're like, the ump is blind. He's oh, an I, idiot. I can't believe he called that a strike. And it drives you crazy because you can see immediately whether or not it was a strike. 100%. And I'll even take it further. When they miscall it because it's outside that zone and they call it a strike, I'm like, well, you know, that should cost you now. That's a mark against you. I, I hope the commissioner tells you that the, you made the wrong call out there. I wonder when they look at that again, if they're an umpire and they're reviewing their game, do they think they're wrong when it's just like like an inch outside, do they say, well, that's my strike zone, so I'm right, or do they say, well, I guess I missed that one. I wonder how they take well, it, you know? I, I, I love that. I love the idea of my strike zone, yeah, because that's, <laughs> that is the way, that's the way umpires think. Like, that's my call. That's my call. Yes. It's, like, it's not yes. your call. It's a bad call is, uh, is, is what it is, but that is the way umpires look at it. By the way, another concern on this, and I bet baseball will factor this in, but you know, if, if Jose Altuve is at the plate versus Aaron Judge, yes. how is that box the same? It's not. Absolutely. It's, or right. if, if, so, if Eddie so, Goodell's at the plate, remember Eddie Goodell, who, right. uh, who, Eddie Goodell. who was number one eighth, Boy. I think, for the you're, White Sox, you're, right? You're, you're aging yourself on that one. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was... That was something you and I read about when we were kids. Yes, like that exactly. was even way, I mean, that was what I don't know what year that was, but but yeah, like in other words, is the machine going to know how tall the batter is? Of course. I mean, again, that that's all programmed. You're going to it's going to know what a strike is for a guy that's 6-7 compared to a, a a guy that's 4 foot 7. I'm just kidding about Altuve. We we know he's at least 5 feet tall, so I <laughs> Right. We know right. he's at least Well, five and he's going to have he, well, and the the ball strike machine will actually be in his shirt, so he's going to have an advantage uh, that no one else will have. Yes, so it's all going to be good there. Um, all right, Mark Willard, Arnie Spann, you're coming up next. By the way, real quick, real quick, real, real quick, yeah. you said how fast can you get the information uh, to call it a strike? How fast did the Astros get the information from the trash can? So, you you know, they got it pretty fast. fast to enough. see what, to, Yeah, exactly. To know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a lag time in there, though. But I, I listen, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I get your point. Um, all right, back to Kyrie. Uh, Laker fans, are you sure – Uh, We'll do that next on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you sure? Am I sure about what? Are you sure? Are you sure so. that you want Kyrie if you're a Laker fan? Are you sure? Better than what you went through this year, right? You're telling me that it can't work with Russell Westbrook and that the whole thing's ruined, so you really don't have much of a choice. And, yeah, I'm sure that you want Kyrie. What other thing – what what else are you going to do? Uh, this is a fantastic basketball player. What else are you going to do? I don't know. Start building your damn team. No, they don't. the Stop Laker fans cha- don't have time. No, no, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yes. no. Don't have time for that. You got to fix it and got to fix it now. You can't wait these years for that. No, you can't do that. Huh, fascinating. Don't have time. Don't have don't time. Don't have time. Can't okay. do that. Yeah. Hold on. Fascinating. Who are, yeah. Go ahead. Give me, give me the list of favorite Lakers ever. Go ahead. What do you mean? The best players, most popular Lakers? Yeah, the fan base. We're talking about the fan base. We're talking about what's been successful. Uh, Kobe, in, uh, Magic, Shaq. I mean, okay, stop the, right there. Yeah, so who were the first two names you came up with? Kobe and Magic. All right, what do they have in common? It's been a long time since they were Lakers. I don't been know. A long time. Yes. Yeah. Well, give me, give me another guess. One more guess. Give me, give me a try. What? What was it? You tell me. They were drafted there. Yeah, Arnie. This these were players. Well, he wasn't. No, that actually, Kobe came in a trade. He was drafted by Charlotte. No, stop. That it was right. Like okay. within two minutes. I, you, you know what I'm saying now. <laughs> right, right. You know right, what I'm right. saying now. These are people who never wore another jersey except for their All Star Game jersey. Okay, these are people that created continuity in an organization. These are people you could build around. These are people who had a future. They were 20 something when I they said arrived, Shaq, not Shaq, 35. What, what about Shaq? He yes. wasn't a, yeah. So, yeah. right, and Kareem, I get it. My point is this. You have to have a base. I firmly believe this. It's just like the Warriors and Kevin Durant. You'll say, "Oh, well that wasn't homegrown." Well, yeah, actually it was. And then you add to me, the way you build a good team is it starts with a homegrown core and then you start to sprinkle in pieces that work around a homegrown core. And then when it's time to really pounce, if there's an opportunity for a big name player that you really think adds to the whole thing, bang, you can do it. You can, and, and, and then you can even reboot when one falls apart, Shaq. You can do it again, Pau Gasol. Mark, the, Mark. You, you can do that. This star chasing, grab me a puzzle, throw it out loud on the counter, piece it together in two months, let's go play. I don't know why people keep thinking it works. 
It doesn't. Mark it doesn't White. Work. I'm not going to wait six months for my vegetables to grow out in the backyard so I can eat it. I could just go to the market and buy my vegetables and bring it back and have it that night. So that's how you right. make it faster. I'm not waiting six months for the for the carrots to grow so I can have a salad. But, I'll go to the market. But, Thank you. But Arnie, that works. Thank you. Give me the <laughs> examples where what like I can do this over and over. You can give me LeBron and Bosch and Wade. And you can give me Garnett and Pierce and Allen. And then I can give you a hundred examples where this didn't work. And the Lakers are the main offender because they do it over and over again. When I was still working for the flagship station, they rocked the cover of Sports Illustrated with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol and we met a world peace. And here we go. We're going to take over this league. Eight seeds swept. See you later. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Doesn't it seem like every good team is just one piece away and they end up getting like Golden State got Wiggins. Boom. That the, that's the one thing that maybe set them over the top. There's always that one piece away there, Mark. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what works because it's all based on a core that's been together for a decade. And so when you need an Iguodala or if you're lucky enough to have a Durant or you need to do a Wiggins and now look what the, look what they're doing. They're building another one. I don't know if it'll work. Who knows someday? But while Steph Curry and Clay and Dre are all there, now there's Jordan Poole. We'll see if James yeah, Wiseman yeah. ever plays. Kaminga. All like that's that that continuity. I'm I'm telling you, man, that's what works in the NBA. No, see if it works for Golden State or if it's going to work. The Lakers don't have time to wait. LeBron doesn't have time to wait for some continuity. He's on he's on the uh, the back nine. He's on the back three or four holes of his NBA career. He doesn't have time to wait. Well, that's fair. I mean, there's the LeBron issue. However, again, like uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna mortgage everything for one year, at a certain point, you have to stop doing that, or 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 else you're just doing that forever, and you end up like the Lakers and the Nets did this year. Uh, Arnie, can we continue this conversation yes, tomorrow sir. night? Is that okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. My friend, we'll talk to you tomorrow night, my friend. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.